Welcome to episode 20 of Entrepreneur Life with me, Joel Campbell. And I am an entrepreneur. Huge week, <laughs> massive week. Where do we start? My good God. I'm going to talk about value today and specifically my value to the organization and where I think that is, what I think I bring, where I think I should sit, what I think I should be doing. Um, and yeah, and, and I'm, go- I'm going to talk about that predominantly. So um, first things first, busy, busy couple of weeks. Obviously, I did the podcast last week, which came out today. This one's today. It comes out next week. You get what I'm saying. Um, it's been really good. Uh, Mel, our marketing manager, has settled in really, really well. Um, she's been in for a couple of weeks. She's actually gone on holiday now for two weeks, so she's kind of passed the, the baby back to me, as she says, um, for a couple of weeks. But that's okay, because it's just a few bits I've got to do and kind of just continue pressing it forwards from where she was and then she'll be back and then she'll hit the ground running. So that's great. Jeff, our sales director, is in, been in for about three weeks. He's flying, putting some really good systems and processes together and working quite closely with the sales team to move that along. Um, a, a new site manager starting at Shrewsbury soon to take over from Lauren so she can actually get her get to grips with her job properly. Um, we've had some people leave. That was expected. We have had a number of people leave, um, some just through the natural uh, ebbing and flowing of a business. Um, some have left because I, they don't like the change of pace. They don't like the, um, the the new way that we're moving, which again is expected. Some we've had to let go, uh, which is always a shame. I never like doing that. I, I hate having to terminate staff, and I actually had to do it myself this week. Um, and I had to, to to terminate one of our one of our team, and and I hate doing that. I really really do. Um, it's probably the lowest part of the job. Unfortunately, sometimes it is a necessity. And, and yeah, so that, that was a low point for me. Outside of that though, I think it's predominantly been lots and lots of highs. We've had that business change now where we've gone from consumer-driven disposable income over the summer to um, a slightly different market in September. So we've gone over the edge of that cliff. The drop in some areas has been quite significant, what we'd expect. The drop in others, not quite as big as potentially we might plan. Um, And there's been some rejigging of budgets to support that. So by and large, it's looking okay, considering the drops that sometimes we would have got in the past. So yeah, and we've got lots and lots of plans for the future and growth and stuff. And there's lots of other bits happening as well. Loads of other potential um, journeys we could take, some, a couple of potential acquisitions, some takeovers, some uh, growth, some development, some investments. So we'll kind of just see how that on, all unfolds over, over the next couple of weeks. But yeah, good times, exciting times, very, very busy. But I love that kind of drive. And I think I said last week in the podcast that a few of my team have been like, wow, we've got to step up our game. Because with new people coming in, new ways of working, new development pressing forwards, it does elevate everybody. So that has been really exciting to watch. It's been really exciting to be part of. And uh, it's, ju- it's just given us another dynamic to look towards. So um, yeah, very, very positive. And I'm still looking at new recruitment. I really, really want somebody to come and work in marketing as a content I guess a content creator, but really somebody to post a lot of the content that we collect. So to gather some content, to create some content, but to work with Paul and myself and a couple of others in the creation of the content, but really to drive it forwards in the posting. So I really kind of want somebody to come and work both in 50mm Media and with me personally to help drive that content forwards. Um, So I'm going to look for that soon. I think I'm going to try and pick a, you know, a relatively, potentially somebody quite new, 
quite young, um, you know, somebody that's passionate, really wants to get into marketing. So I think that's a really nice role for somebody to take on. Um, so yeah, so, so, so that's, that's looking good as well. Uh, where do I go from there? Um, okay, let's, let's talk about me a little bit. So my, my, my favorite subject, um, it's not my favorite subject, it's my second favorite subject. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of joking, but not really. Uh, okay, right, so today, this morning, I went and had a counseling session. So I have counseling sessions every other week. And we go through varying different bits of my counseling sessions. We talk about lots of different stuff and um, we, we do a few different exercises and stuff just to help, you know, with, with some of the challenges that I have, some of the problems that I have, which there's many, um, some of the mental health um, challenges and battles that I've faced in the past and still face currently. So just those kind of things really. And, and it really helps and it really helps align kind of what I'm doing, where I'm thinking, you know, my, my thought processes, my beliefs, my behaviours, um, and also allows me to look at things in the past and the future and kind of what I want to do and how I want to be and how I want to behave and so on and so forth. So that's really useful, but it also takes a lot out of me. And anybody that does counselling, I guess, really gets into the nitty gritty of, you know, when you've been doing it for a little while now, like, like I have, you can really start to get into the nitty gritty of the detail of some of the challenges. And when you do that, it becomes really tiring um, in a positive way, but still really tiring. So I'm, I'm bouncing off the back of that this afternoon or this evening because it's 8.30. Um, I'm also drinking coffee. So that's probably helping. But um, I, I wanted to kind of frame it like that because I specifically wanted to talk today about my value and about where I feel my value to the organization is and should be. And I guess where it's been. So I feel that my value, and everybody's different. I think every CEO, every MD, every entrepreneur, every you know, business owner brings different value in different areas because we're all different individuals. I would say my value is in, in the vision. So kind of creating that vision of, hey, this is what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna achieve. That big, high, pie in the sky kind of thinking, whether it's developing a tourist attraction out of a prison, whether it's creating a, a, an immersive events company, whether it's creating a podcast um, agency effectively, whether it's creating a podcast production company, I should probably say, it's a bit of a transition here at the moment, um, whether it's importing stand-up paddle boards from China, whether it's creating health and well-being programs, whether it's um, being a, a resource center online for different database engineering. Um, these are all businesses that I've done, so, so regardless of what it is, um, I feel that my value is first and foremost in that vision of, hey, this is where we're going, this is what we're gonna do. This is where we're going to be. Um, I think I try, I don't always achieve it, but I try to positively disrupt. So when I say that, what I mean is I will look at what people are currently doing. I will look at what we're currently doing. I'll look at how the business is currently ebbing and flowing. And I'll challenge. But I'll try and always challenge, and I don't get it right all the time by any stretch of imagination, is I try and positively disrupt that flow in the sense of throwing in, why are we doing that? Is that right? Have we thought about doing it like this? And, I, and I'll give you an example. We're just producing at the moment the, um, uh, some activity worksheets for, for our self-guiders, for children, for older, for older kids, and also for, for adults, which is gonna be really cool, my ad. And we're developing it to be printed out on paper or to be printed out on, on, on handouts. And you know, you've got a pencil or a pen, you go on the site, you fill it in. Stuff that you were doing 20 years ago, 30 years ago in attractions, 
And I'm kind of looking at this going, yeah, I get it. It's a traditional way of doing it. It works. That's fine. But it is 2022. Is there a different way of doing this? And that's kind of what I mean, because that's literally how that meeting went, was I sat there going, hey, I get it. I know why we're doing it this way, and I, and I don't disagree with doing it that way, but it is 2022. Is there not a different way of doing this, a better way of doing this, a more appropriate way, a more technology-based way? Is there just not a different way? And I kind of pose the question, and I let people go and have a look at that and figure it out and go, actually, do you know what? There is a better way. And just sometimes really making people think of going, let's just not do it because that's what we've always done. I hate that. When I ask somebody, why do we do that? And they go, well, it's because what we've always done. I'm like, that's not a fucking reason. Well, it's not a good reason, at least. Our guided tours, however, we haven't really changed in seven years because, to be honest, they're pretty much fucking spot on perfect. Why would we change it? We don't need to change it. It is what it is, and it works extremely well. Um, so, you know, it, it's kind of recognizing those things. I think the other piece of where I come in is, is, is a little bit of mentoring, um, uh, is guidance, is different ideas, different ways of looking at things, and really just providing the experience I've had in both in life and in business and in all of my failures, because my God, is there a lot of failures. Um, so all of that I can bring forward and I can pass to other people. And I like to think now as well, I'm pretty good at taking a step back and looking at decisions I've made and going, oh, was that right? Analyzing, reanalyzing, readjusting and changing perspective and changing position and changing ideas and changing concepts. I'm very open to that. So that allows me to grow and move extremely quickly. So I feel as a CEO, my position very much is to sit in that, tier of the company that doesn't do day-to-day -day stuff. I don't do the day-to-day -day grind. I'm not in the restaurant cooking food day-to-day -day or washing up or cleaning tables. I'm not on the front desk visiting customers, chatting to customers, processing tickets, on the phone, taking bookings. I'm not in the central office chatting to schools or groups or corporates or productions and again doing bookings and doing walkthroughs. I'm not delivering tours. I'm not um, you know, hammering out social media posts. I I'm not working um, in terms of creating content, although saying that I was just doing some website content. Um, that's not where my time is best spent. I can do all of those jobs. Every single one of those jobs I'm perfectly capable of doing, but it's not where I should be spending my time. So what we've been doing is we've been bringing new people into the team. Every time we bring somebody new in, it allows me to elevate a little bit more. And by that, I mean I can get rid of some of the tasks that I can do, but I shouldn't be doing. And actually what we've started to see is as that's happened, the next tier of management are starting to do the same thing. They're bringing more people underneath so they can elevate themselves. And every time they elevate, I elevate. And, and it was really funny this week because I was, I was chatting to, um, oh, I'll tell you who it was, I was, ch I was chatting to Lisa. And um, we were having a conversation. Actually, I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. I'll, I'll give you all the names of what happened here. Um, I don't think it's a problem. I was chatting to Lisa. We were having a conversation about finance, about positioning, about a couple of things that we liked the idea of doing, about a couple of you know, potential business opportunities. Lisa, at the moment, controls the finance side of things. So she was able to, to give me some guidance on, on you know, what might or might not be possible. And... Um, I said, oh, you know, Jeff's, Jeff pinged me, this, pinged me this business opportunity. What do you think? She went, oh, God, isn't he busy? Like, you know, he must be busy. And I was like, yeah, he is busy. He's flat. She went, damn it, he's giving you more ideas. She was like, and I was like, yeah, it's great, isn't it? She went, oh, God damn it, Jeff, stop enabling Joel. And we both stopped and we sort of laughed because it, it was a tongue-in-cheek thing. But Lisa was just like, God, 
don't enable Joel anymore because he'll just go at a thousand miles an hour and it's hard enough to keep up with him anyway. At least I think that's where she was coming from. And it was brilliant because, you know, we both sort of laughed at that. We both kind of joked with it. And, you know, I think we were both really pleased that somebody had come in. It was Jeff in this instance, but I've seen it with a few other employees that have come in. And they've put something in front of us and they've just allowed us to really elevate and enable and move faster. And that's been so brilliant to have. Um, and it really has felt like a different business in the last you know, couple of weeks, but certainly the last week, it really has felt like a different business. And I think a lot of people are feeling the same, um, which is good because like I say, it's moving, um, which, which is always positive. So I kind of feel that's where my value is. And one of the things that I wanted to bring across is, I've probably drunk too much coffee. Um, <laughs> one of the things I wanted to talk about specifically was the position where I'd been in the past, because this isn't the first time I've been pretty much in a similar position. So I've worked in a couple of businesses, big, big businesses, um, a, a decent level. You know, I've, I've worked in um, a couple of companies I can think of in the, in the last decade um, or just over, just coming back into the last decade, getting old, um, at, at a relatively high senior level, one just below the senior team and one very much in the senior team. And in both of those, you know, I was, I was operating that position of, you know, high level thinking, strategic thinking, not really doing the do. And therefore I was able to really act and work with lots of other departments and lots of other senior players to work out what my bit did along with their bit. And they worked out what their bit did along with the next bit and just piecing this entire jigsaw together. And I think because of that, I've had the experience of how to do that. And I have done it in, you know, in a PLC, in a, in a multi-million pound business. And, um, you, you know, like I said, quite a high level. So I do get it and I do see it. Um, and I do understand it. And what happens when you start your own business? If you're not aware of this, it's a really good, a good lesson, I guess, but something really important to be aware of. When you start your own business, if you haven't got big seed capital, so i.e. lots of money to put in to bring lots of people in in the first instance, and on top of that, you also need your structure and not just your vision, but your mission, your values, and everything properly laid out. And if it's your first company or your second company, the likelihood is you're probably not going to have that. You probably don't get that until you get to your third business and beyond unless you have somebody with a good amount of experience, somebody like myself or you know, other business owners that have been doing this for a while and really get this is how you can narrow in and this is how you can get moving fast. So if you don't have any of that, what happens when you start your first business is you end up doing fucking everything. Everything, every single job. And when I first took over the prison, I use the prison as the, as the example, I did everything from website work, I mean, Emma supported, did website work, ticketing work, insurance, um, you know, sales, speaking to companies. I was the one opening the gate, checking the customers in, bringing them in, doing the bank reconciliations, counting the cash, <laughs> taking up to the bank, um, uh, doing the accounts on, on, online, speaking with the accountants, doing the returns, writing the invoices, doing all the health and safety, doing all the management of the site, doing all the staff payroll, doing all the staff management, doing all the staff rotors, cleaning the prison. So I'd be wandering around, sweeping. I, I think I just had to brush up my ass for like a year. Everywhere I went, I was cleaning, I was tidying, trying to make it work, trying to improve it, trying to build partnerships, trying to uh, do business development. 
all those kind of things. And on top of that, I had to live, I had to sleep, I had to figure out when to do my washing before my family moved up, when they moved up, I was then obviously trying to see my kids, trying to see my wife, trying to live. It's a huge amount of jobs. So I was doing all of that. So actually what had happened for me is I'd gone from a position up here where I was really, really high level and very strategic in, in the way I approach stuff, which is really, really where I bring best value. And I dropped right back down to here because I had to build it again. Now, don't get me wrong, all of those jobs I can do, and some of those jobs I'm shit hot brilliant at, and some of them I'm not so great at. But I had to start there, and I had to build the team, and I had to develop, and we had to get some cash so we could employ more people, and then get a bit more cash so we could employ more people, and slowly claw the way up and up and up. Climbing the greasy pole, as they say, or climbing the ladder one rung at a time. And kind of what I feel now is that I've just about got to the same position in terms of my strategic input and my value as I was in the last big role I had where I got paid a, a decent salary, a really good salary. Um, I kind of feel I've just got there. And that's been a claw of seven years in this business alone. And then it was a claw of three years in that business before. So it's taken me nearly a decade and, and in fairness, I was actually still working for that business two years into this. So I was still working at that level back in 2015, 16, 17, 2017, I think I left. So for the first two years, I was running a business and I was working full time for somebody else. So yeah, it, it's five years, I guess, coming on six years, five, something like that years, um, since I worked at that level. And now I'm back there. Now that might seem like a oh, shit, that means I've got to take a backward step for five years. And do you know what? It might. And that was where I come back to one of my very, very early podcasts, which is about sacrifice. If you really, really, really want it, then you will make those sacrifices. And I never thought for one second, not for one millisecond, did I think when I started this, oh, it's going to take me this many years to get back to where I am. Didn't even cross my mind. All I saw was the end goal. And we're heading that direction. And you know, if, if I look at the last five years, if I'd stayed in the job I was in and not started the, started the um, business, then, well, actually, I'd be out of a job because that company went into administration a, a few months after I left. Um, so it was kind of well-timed, so I'd be out of a job. But if they hadn't gone into administration, I could still be working there, still on a decent salary, doing my 40 hours a week, um, although I did about 60 in fairness. So doing my, my hours a week, you know, getting paid well. Uh, I'd be living somewhere. I don't know where. I certainly would not be living in a house that I live in now. I guarantee you of that. I don't know where I'd be living, but I promise my house would not have a swimming pool. It would not have a hot tub. It would not have a gym. It would not be on an acre's worth of land. It would not be the size of it is. And I would not be worrying about paying those bills. Promise you that much. Um, I wouldn't be holidaying probably in like the way we holiday. I wouldn't be able to go to New Zealand in the way we go to New Zealand. Um, I wouldn't have the freedom and the flexibility that I have now. I would have to answer to somebody else all the time. Um, and yeah, so I think if I'd stayed in that world, yes, I would look a little bit younger because I wouldn't be quite stressed and tired. Um, and I would have had five years of bringing great value. But I wouldn't have built what we've built. And I've just talked about some of the little material pieces there. I haven't even talked about the, um, 
benefits that we've brought to an entire industry, to all the people that have been and visited and learned about prisons and life behind bars, to all the staff that we've employed, all the people we've supported, all the people we've helped develop, and, and even the people that have met through working at the prison that are now in relationships. Now, Lauren met her partner from working at the jail, and they've been together for years. And we've got a numerous, numerous instances of that. So those always make me really, really proud that you know, we've, we've done that, we've, we've been an enabler. Um, so yeah, so I think that's kind of where, where I'm up to. I think I'm gonna kind of finish it there. I think that my point now is I feel like I've got back to a position that I've been in before, and everything from here onwards is all fresh. It's all new, it's all learning but I've got such a good understanding of where we're going, how to get there, through the mistakes I've made, through the lessons I've learned. We've got a great team around us. That's only gonna increase because when you bring on good people, they bring on good people and it grows exponentially. And I think realistically what we're gonna see is a very, we're gonna see a little bit of pain still in 2022. We definitely are, probably a little bit of pain early 2023. And I think we're then going to see some really significant growth in 2023. And my expectation is we'll be sat here in a year's time. And I believe that, that the company is going to be valued somewhere in the region of about 25 million in about 12 months time, which is, is, is a good growth. It is good growth. Um, considering the position we're in at the moment, I think if we... If we closed up shop and sold off now, we might get a valuation of, I'm not sure I want to say, <laughs> we, we, we might get a valuation of about four and a half mil um, if we, on, on a really good wind assisted day. Um, on a bad day, it's you know, going to be a little bit lower. But I do believe that in a year's time, we can generate up to 25 mil in terms of valuation for our, for our business portfolio. And I think once we get there, I've set a target of 10 years, which is now nine years. So by the time I'm 48, I want to get to 100 million. And I reckon we're going to get there by the time I'm 45, maybe even sooner. And I'm going to leave it at that because one of the things I said to Emma this morning was there's a great saying that people vastly overestimate what they can achieve in a year, but hugely underestimate what they can achieve in a decade. And I think that's really, really key here because I think that's so true. This has been episode 20 of Entrepreneur Life with me, Joel Campbell, and I am an entrepreneur.